Happy Halloween, everyone, and welcome to the 46th episode of the British Soap Podcast. I am here with my homies, the Chaz and Patty to my E.T. <laughs> Why, y'all? Why did they name that fucking child E.T.? Eve Theodore E.T.? I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> Miss Lynn's a chain. What's up, y'all? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Did y'all notice that they named that fucking child E.T.? I heard the Eve part. They did name it E.T.? Yeah, because the middle name is Theodora. Oh, Lord. But going off of uh, the Teddy that supposedly was Bear's name or some shit. Oh, God. I was like, Chaz and Patty, y'all named your baby E.T. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I really ain't crazy about the name Eve. I just, I ain't really, not, I don't know. I just never been really crazy about yeah, that name. I was just hoping they weren't going to name it Hope. I yeah. swear to God, if they were going to name that child Hope, I was out. <laughs> was that the name of the baby that died? No, that was Gracie. Oh, got you. Hope and Grace. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not that Eve's much better. Yeah, because I watch Days of Our Lives. All I'm doing is thinking about Blair Kramer. Like, so I'm like, yeah, okay. Like the first thing that pops into my head is, why did they name their child after Blair? Exactly. <laughs> it's all good. They up here watching Days of Our Lives, too. It's all good. <laughs> yes. So it was a hell of a week on Emmerdale. Robert is dead. Well, I'm saying yeah. dead. He's not dead. <laughs> His character is dead. <laughs> His characters dance to the show. His ass finally got caught up and put in jail. How y'all feeling about Robert getting sent out? Hallelujah. Well, you do the crime, you do the time, is what I was always told. So. Hey. Yep, and, not that the guy didn't like did deserve it. it. <laughs> like, like you said, it wasn't like he didn't or did it in self-defense. He did it because he was angry and, you know. You do what you do, and you yeah. do the time for it. So, at least they don't have the death penalty. Yeah. Not that sort of care. Look at it like this, in 14 years, if he decides to come back to the show, he can. <laughs> so, can I ask, like, how do y'all feel about the fact that what he got sent to jail for was murdering, like, a rapist? When, like, honestly... He didn't, like, plot to kill the motherfucker. What did y'all think about that? I think it should have been, I don't know. In this country, I don't know what they would have gave him. And, uh, it could have been, his, it could have went, he probably would have still got murdered, but it wouldn't have been murder in the first degree. He probably would get murdered well, down the line. He wouldn't have got manslaughter because he wouldn't, he wouldn't in self-defense. So he would have still gotten murdered even here. Second or third degree. Yeah, he probably would have gotten, I mean, there's people here that I know have done, that I know about that have done stuff like that that have gotten as little as five years. Lens, I'm curious about how you feel about the reason he got sent down because you and I have a long history of hating this character. So I'm interested in what you think about the how and why it went down. So I kind of think he got what he deserved. So I honestly think what he did was, you know, like turning himself in and making Aaron go get money so that he could, you know, call the cops and, you know, turn himself in was, you know, kind of a 
cop out mm. and you know expected and I was just like so so you go through five years on this show five years of ruining people's lives just to finally do the right thing and you know go away I mean yes yeah. I'm happy he's gone but I'm kind of pissed off you went the right way to do it <laughs> right it's very bum 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 bum. Like what? Wrong of me to think that he should have gotten caught while trying to, you know, actually run rather than, you know, getting down the street and then calling the cops. I I I feel as though I was gypped a little bit. He had. To I thought Lee was gonna come out of a coma and kill him, but. Uh, that didn't happen, of course. This, I guess they did this because dude had limited time on the show and they knew when he was going to be out. But this is my thing. I was cool with the time Robert got, not because, like, honestly, I don't think he should have gotten any jail time for killing that rapist. That motherfucker right. raped his sister. He deserves to die. Don't care. I was actually on Robert's side for his last month on the show because I feel like he dispatched the bastard that raped his uh, sister justice was done I'm done with it right but I feel like the reason the show gave him 14 years what else has happened during Robert's time on the show oh yeah murdered Katie he got zero jail time he got to skate for five years knowing he murdered that chick he pushed her ass down to the second floor where she landed and died he looked over her dying body and said I warned you didn't I and then left her called Aaron over got and seemed to be trying to set it up to where Aaron could take the fall for his crime but then Emmerdale does a switch of ruin then all of a sudden they in love and get married and shit which is still weird to me right but he skated on it so I don't think this has anything to do with Lee or whatever I think the real is this show is punishing him for Katie but not saying they're punishing him for Katie because they don't want all the Rob Ron fans blowing up they, <laughs> they twitter talking about right. you're evil you hate gays blah 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 his ass got what he deserved for the wrong like he got he got the right sentence for the wrong crime that's how I feel yep. about it <laughs> agreed but I'm glad to see the back of him <laughs> yeah same cause he was annoying so what else is annoying is Kane finding out his wife is cheating on him with his motherfucking son? What? what? That, threw me for a, that threw me for a loop. I didn't see that coming at all. Me neither. <laughs> I was ready for this motherfucker to leave the show. Throughout this entire arc, you see that look of distaste on his face every time he looks at Kane. And I'm just sitting there, what the fuck is wrong with why yeah, they did, did do that well. So much. Because <laughs> he hated Kane from the get go. If you go back and look at it, oh you know, and I just thought I, I just thought it was because he was jealous or something. You know, yeah. I didn't really I didn't put all that together. And but every time Kane walked in a room, it's like he couldn't stand him and everything else. And I'm like, damn, and dude. His face went grr, like immediately. Yeah. He had the grr face going. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you, I didn't even notice because 
I didn't like the brother from the beginning. So all I wanted no, was him I off the either. show. Like that's all I wanted. And I knew there was this thing coming with him and Myra, but I didn't want to see it because I thought it was going to be a waste of time. So as I'm watching the episodes and I'm like, okay, it's coming out. I can tell it's coming out. I'm getting happy because I'm thinking, all right, we got Kane, this motherfucker, and Myra on the boat. They about to kill this brother and I ain't going to have to see his ass no more. And I was getting all hyped. And then yeah. this bitch busted out. Dad. I'm like, like, yeah, yeah, that was it. Said, did you know I was coming, your son? I'm like, what the hell? Uh, and then up my brain is like, wait, wait, wait. I'm not okay with that. I was beginning yes. to wonder something along that line when they were, or when him and Debbie were just talking on the roadside back a few months back, and they were just talking, but he didn't try hitting on her at all. I didn't even notice. I probably did fast forward past the scene. Because I pretty much fast forward to pass with anything involving this brother. I didn't like him that much. But what I'm thinking now is, okay, well, now that Emberdale has invested and decided this motherfucker is Kane's son, now he ain't going nowhere. Now he's going to be on a goddamn show long term. And don't nobody yep. need to see him mean mugging the camera for six more months? Which kills that means him and Moira are done. <laughs> I, the thing, I got what I got a question because y'all a long time because I don't know anything about Cora or anything like that. Did they actually have her pregnant or they just wrote that into the show for this? Um, the part about Kane being with whatever sister is Nate's mom is something that happened off the show because you know I always pay attention to black folks on on the shows because there ain't too many of us ever. I'm like, who's this sister? I ain't never heard of this chick. She was never on the show. So this is oh, something okay. that coronation, oh, sorry, nation, this is something that Emmerdale uh, invented recently to uh, explain the history. So, yeah, she yeah, was, I was never curious. on the show. I was curious about that because I was yeah. thinking, did they just write this in now or is it something yes. they played up with or something? But, yeah, okay. The way the timeline works is before Kane joined Emmerdale, he supposedly had the relationship with this woman. And I think that's what they were having Faith and Chaz kind of co-sign even though it never happened on screen mm, okay yeah so yeah that was that how y'all feeling about the way it it went down because we started off with fate running her mouth to kane and then he's about got to heat him to- <laughs> i think kane's giving her a raw deal i mean which one his mom Faith, yeah, I mean, I mean, she did no. come to him and tell him, I mean, yeah. oh, she had the wrong person, but she did try to come and tell him about it, and, uh, well, the thing about the Nate, I guess if it was true that she knew about the pregnancy, I guess that would be bad, but um, I think, you know, I don't know, maybe she was trying to protect him, you know, in, in, a, in a way, because I don't know much about, what's his name, Shadrach, or what yes. his name is? So listen, yeah, I don't know much about him. I want to circle back to Faith in a minute, and you'll understand why Lens and I do not even care about what happened to Faith in a minute. But no. I'm more interested in your thoughts on the staging of Kate, uh, of Kane and Pete's interaction, and then the, the, the staging of how Emmerdale had uh, Kane set up Myra and... Uh, Nate, because I felt like those scenes oh, okay. were really, really on point. What did y'all think? Yeah. I still want to marry Kane. <laughs> I'll take more spot. Um, but, uh, but, um, yeah, I, I, that was very intricately done. Yes. I, I liked the fact 
that he had to beat the fuck out of Pete to get it out of him that he pretty much screwed everything up by sending Nate with Moira instead of sending Pete with Moira because he thought Pete was the one who was there, even though he's been there already. <laughs> um, but, uh, and, and, and he knows better and they're just family, quote, quote, but technically they are kind of. And, uh, and I like the hotel thing where he's like, dude, let's, let's just get in the car. And we're gonna go <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. We're going to go somewhere. We're gonna and go you know Moron knows something was up, too. Came with laughing. a big ass on his face the entire time. <laughs> it was just like, fuck yes. <laughs> I love Kane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he did it. I think he did it. I, I love the way he did it as far as how he got him out on a boat and was doing the fishing trip. And like, yeah, I didn't know all that kind of stuff. I thought that was excellent. I thought that was very well played. He was slick with it. Like the way yeah. he, was, he was talking about it and he was talking about how, you know, all the men that Myra hooked up with ended up dead. <laughs> wow. And it was funny. And it was funny. I just got through saying here is day that I wanted Pete to get beat up, and sure enough, he did. <laughs> I t- that's the only part where I felt bad because I was like, I be- I was like, God damn you, Faith! You just running your mouth on some bullshit you don't even understand. And poor Pete, Pete was just like getting it. But I was kind of tripping. I was like, Dude, you know what Myra is doing? Your ass is caught up. Just fucking tell Kane the truth. Like, what you waiting for? You want him to kill your ass? Yeah. Why beat you up. Yeah. They should have just told him to begin with. I'm saying. <laughs> like, he was having Kane work too hard for that. But I was glad he hurried up and, and told him. Yeah. I just thought that was good. And 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 Lens will remember this. I felt like that boat set up, the, the way they had those episodes, was like the Cabin in the Woods back in the day. Yeah. Like, it was that good. And Shane, like Cabin that. in the Woods was, uh, back in the day, charity uh, was involved with this guy named Declan, and Declan realized that Charity was doing a dirty on him, so he invited her out to this uh, cabin in the woods, right, talking about it's a romantic trip, but he was there, she was there so he could murder her. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and those episodes were really good. And, his, and her son popped up, and yeah. they had Jay in there for a hot minute. It was excellent. So it was beautiful. <laughs> those scenes were similar to what we saw with Kane, Myra, and Nate. And I was just like, oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> yes. But, yeah, we didn't We didn't have a surprising reveal that our knowing motherfucker was Kane's son. The They just killed off somebody we loved. <laughs> no. They just killed Megan's son instead. Goddamn, Robbie, I still miss his ass. <laughs> you think Kane yeah. and Moore are going to, you think Kane and Moore are done or are they going to get back together? I don't know, man. Oh, hell no, they're done. I, I would, I would, I would think they would be. I mean, because I, I mean, yeah. He, I, I, if you've seen any of this, yeah, I don't want to ruin that. You haven't seen any of this week, have you? No, not no. yet. I mean, okay, listen, I go, uh, nothing Myra, major. Everybody wasn't nothing major. Kane and Myra are a popular couple, right? But right. Kane and Charity have had a long history as well. You know, that's Debbie's parents. Um, I don't know if the actress who plays Myra is leaving the show, but I mean. 
if she's not with Kane, I don't know why she belonged for the show. Like pretty much every every other actor she was on the show with and had storylines with is off the show. So if they're gonna break up Kane and Myra. I mean, I imagine they do it just because she's leaving the show. But I guess it's it's her and Maddie is all that's left. So yeah, I yeah. just I don't know. Like I hope they're yeah. trying to make her and Nate happy because Nate's betrayed her too. So like she ain't gonna want right. to be with him after this. Right. Right, she has so far. She ain't had no no, no uh, love loss for him. Yeah, but yeah, because I mean, cause he screwed everybody in the whole town. When exactly. you get right down to it, as far as you know, Amy and everybody. I exactly. mean, just so, just trying to get back at Kane. So yeah, and then that bullshit. He was he was on my fucking nerves with this whole. You don't know how it is to be. It's you're, you're, you're like a grandmother didn't want me with uh, my mother with you because we are black. And I'm just like, boy, bye. Okay, even if it was yeah. some racism going on. So, okay, let's go back. To answer your question about Shadrack, at the time that I started watching the show, Shadrack was nice. Like, he was still on the show. Uh, the actor on the show, uh, he only stayed on for like a year or two after I started watching, but he was real cool. And him and Kane had a decent relationship. Him and Chaz had a decent relationship. But he ended up, I think he got drunk and and passed out in the water and ended up drowning and dying. I think that's how yeah, he, 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 died. he died on the show. But he was cool. So I didn't know the stuff about him being abusive until I think after his death, uh, Kane and Chaz had started talking about that. And I was just like, wait, nice Shadrach used to be abusive? I was surprised. So the racist thing... I didn't know of either. Like, this was my first time hearing that Shadrach was racist, too. So maybe there was some truth in that. But again, the relationship between him, Kane, and this woman all happened off screen. So that could just be the current regime putting that in there as an excuse to, you know, describe what's going on with Kane and his son and Faith's role in all of it. You know, I think, think the guy that played Shadrach uh, died in real life recently, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I didn't know that. He, he I think I, I think that's right. Yeah, he was on the show till he died, so on on screen. But I didn't know. Right. But yeah, but yeah. yeah he he. When I saw him, he was nice. You know, was it the same with you, Lance? Because I think you started watching about the same time, huh? I did. I think it was a little bit after you, though. Okay. I did see his funeral, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he was nice. So yeah, but I. I've heard that he was, you know, they've done little story beats where they've talked about how he was back in the day. So this does make sense, but yeah, I just, I don't like it because all of this is to explain Nate staying on the show and I want his ass gone. <laughs> so it's like we mm. lost a Robin and got a Nate and I'm not here for that. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like Lose one, and gain another. I don't know why the hell he's sticking around because he don't want nothing to do with Kane. I'm saying, and and it it, it ain't nobody else wants nothing to do with his ass. I'm like, won't you just take your own ass down to the next farm? Go see your mama. Go holler at her. (laughs) Fuck up my life. (laughs) So yeah, I hope he's not on for a long. I'll probably end up bringing her in next. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they could. Kind of like what they did with uh, Jesse and yeah, true that. Going children. Actually, yeah. I like Billy now, except that he's being an idiot. But <laughs> yeah, 
Maybe that's part of it too, because all the black folks are disappearing on Emmerdale, so maybe this is a way for them to bring more black folks in. Hell, I would have rather them done something more with Billy, because Billy, I'm I'm cooler with now than I was before. Oh, definitely. yeah, I like I like yeah. Billy. Yeah, yeah, I like Billy. I didn't I like, like him initially, Billy but better than I like Ellis. Yeah, I liked Ellis his, better. His character developed a lot more in yeah. the past, you know, time he was on than Ellis's whiny ass. I'm glad <laughs> Jesse's gone. Yeah, I agree, too. I, I couldn't stand Jesse yeah. either. She, I, she was on my nerves. I, I think Ellis. our boys are better without Jesse, to be honest. I liked Ellis better than Billy initially, but then as they kind of did more brotherly stuff together, I kind of liked them equally. So I'm sad that Ellis is gone. This daddy, this <laughs> daddy got to go. Oh, I can't stand yeah, him. Yeah, this, gotta this daddy go. got to go. I can't. I yeah. can't stand it. I think Graham might hopefully kill his ass. I don't know, but I can't stand <laughs> I am here for black folks on soaps. I need the black folks to not be annoying as fuck, though. Yeah, like, you want you want nice black folks. <laughs> I don't want them to be nice. No, it don't, they don't need to be nice. They need to not be annoying. So you could right. be an evil. For example, on EastEnders back in the day, Denise was married to a serial killer named Lucas. Yep. He was evil as fuck, but the brother was charismatic and good. So I was here for it. Oh, right. Okay. I don't need you to be good. like. Jesse, huh? Jesse was like I don't know, preachy and weird. Oh, she had weird morals. Like she, yeah. in one breath, would be like, "Hey, Marlon, my sons are moving into your house. I have a house, but they're just not going to live here because I said so. Now they're living with you, right?" And then on the other hand, she's like, "I'm just going to quit my job. I'm not thinking about you, my husband, or my kids, or how I pay the bills. <laughs> I'm just quitting because they might fire me anyway." So. Like, her character was too weak. I can't, mm. Yeah. I, if you're not going to be consistent and interesting and not annoying, I can't fucks with you, you know? That's a, I think that's where a lot of writers miss it, is that they don't, they're not consistent sometimes with a character. If you're going to have a character be one way, it needs to stay that way. And I think that's one of the things they do real good with Kim, is oh, they have her be consistent, yes. you know? Yeah, you know. Uh, they do real well with hers, you know. You know where you stand with her. There is no wishy-washy shit. Hell, yeah. I saw her on an episode of original Emmerdale because uh, on uh, Amazon they've got the 1993 version of Emmerdale. Kim was on oh, the first wow. episode I saw. Still that bitch. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> look at the sister's flowers. I, I was watching classic because I have on YouTube I follow classic Emmerdale and they they upload videos every now and then. And it's funny you said that because I was watching one earlier today. A classic, and it was right when she had uh, cheated on some guy named Frank, I guess she was with, and it was I in 1993. Yep. Yeah, and, and uh, it, it, yeah, she was just a bad dad, isn't she is now? I'm like, damn. And it's that consistency. I think some modern writers don't get that, and so they give us wildly, you know, varying characters, and you've probably formed an opinion as a viewer, and then they're trying to swing it another way. Like, I feel like yeah. with Robert, Robert started off, on Emberdale, like evil as hell. Then they try to turn him into a Romeo, and I was like, "This shit ain't right. working." <laughs> so it never works. It's okay. It's okay for a character to have a conversion experience, or you know, to have a change. But you have to work your way to that, and, right. and you have to really know how to write it well. Exactly. Don't make somebody a serial killer today and have them be like taking care of a baby tomorrow and think yeah. you're going to forget they just killed somebody last night. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so now I feel like that's what they do. 
Yes, yes. All right, everybody. So if you have any questions about anything related to British soaps or we don't cover something today you would have liked us to talk about, head over to BritishSoapPodcast.tumblr.com to shoot us an ask or hit us up on the Twitterations at UK Soap Podcast. And I'm going to add something new to my standard spiel here, you guys. So if you enjoy the show, and have an Apple slash iTunes account and 60 seconds to spare, a brother's going to ask you to please take a moment to review our show on Apple Podcasts. So for those of you who've been listening to this show on and off for the past seven years, y'all know I ain't never asked out a race shit, <laughs> right? Because, right. you know, I knew that there was ratings on Apple and I never really cared. Um, you know, we've been doing the show for seven years. It's been hosted on Apple slash iTunes, whatever it's called these days for all that time but we've never really had enough ratings to uh for us to see so i've always you know whenever i've looked at the podcast page just seen there aren't enough ratings for this show and i was like eh, whatever don't matter uh people you guys are all nice you like reach out to us on tumblr telling us we're doing a good job reach out to us on twitter leave comments on SoundCloud. so it feels like you know hey we're connected doing good it's great so i've always felt really good about that but this last week i actually switched the website that i host the show on Previously, it was SoundCloud, and now it's this uh, site called Anchor FM. And I think that since that time, perhaps a couple of newer people have rated, because all of a sudden, like last month, we were still in the, you know, we don't have enough ratings to view this show mode. But now, all of a sudden, we've got seven ratings altogether, and our podcast is rated 2.7. Now, I never (laughs) thought... That I cared about that shit, <laughs> but when I saw <laughs> that our show was at two, I was like two point seven. How the fuck we got two point seven? We just think of this. I'm like, all the blood, sweat, and tears we put in this motherfucker, and somebody put it to. And, and then I was like, okay, calm down. <laughs> Let's take this through. I'm like, okay, you've been doing the show for seven years. You have seven ratings. That's a rating a year. So it could have been people who actually listen to the podcast it could have been somebody that never listened to the podcast and yeah you never you never know you get it you, you get it. it's just like anything in life and i don't mean this to anybody that listens if you are if you aren't one but you, it's just like anything in life you get some people that are complete assholes right. so you might get somebody that listens for a second and then they just give a rating for the shit and the hell out of it and it might be you know they'll be like you know give you a one just to be pissing people you know just to do stuff you got people out there like that all the time so uh, what i so if you listen and you really love the show give us what you really think of it that's what i you know and that's what i was thinking because i was like okay so i i I went deep because i've never thought about this before so i was like all right let's get into these ratings and i have no comments and i think that's something you can do on apple so i think if we had comments, I would be able to see them. I think I read something about, depending on the country a person leaves a comment, you might or might not see it, I don't know. But we've got seven ratings, right? So three of our ratings are four and five star ratings, but cool. now four of our ratings are one or two star ratings, and there's no middle ground, right? So the people who right. voted that's, either that's love girl, us. I went and myself. <laughs> I would say who? I said I went and looked myself. I was like, oh, how does this? 
If you go to leave a one, leave, leave a comment and tell us why. What's going on? <laughs> so I was just like, okay, I don't get it. So I looked at a couple other soap podcasts, and everybody's like four stars and up four. And I'm like, uh-uh. All the blood, sweat, and tears we put in these shows over all these years, I know we ain't 2.7 worthy. So the reason I'm asking today is because I want to get a sense from people who actually listen enough to be 30 minutes into the show and hearing this. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like you are the real fans. Like, I want to hear if y'all really feel like we are 2.7 worthy. So, if you do think so, give us a two on Amazon, on, yeah. on Apple. But if you don't and you enjoy the show, please hit us up. Give us a, a three, four, five star rating, whatever you feel. Give us a one if you hate us. But, you know, give us a little comment if you feel like it, telling us why it is. Because basically, I want to get a sense of what people who actually listen to the show think of the show and i want to make sure that the seven ratings that we've amassed over seven years are an accurate reflection of the show Well, it also helps you to know how to because because a, cha- a show is constantly evolving so when you get feedback like get it too it helps you to know which yeah. direction you know, do we stay in the same direction do we don't want to change this change that it helps to give you something kind of review to help your audience exactly. so when you give a comment you're not hurting anything you're helping you know so you know don't have to be an asshole when you leave a comment but you can leave something like hey maybe i'd try this or maybe i'd try that or yada 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 you know something like that not trying to sound like seinfeld but mm-hmm. i'm just saying <laughs> and exactly and i feel like over the years we've grown so i think when we first started we had like less than 50 listens to our podcast when we started but now with british soap podcast we have close to 200 every single month right so we've got a consistent group of of individuals that stick with us and i love that and thinking about okay you say you got 200 folks listening every single month and seven ratings i don't think that's a reflection of what all those people think so yeah exactly so for those of you who feel in the need don't feel forced into it but if you feel the need shoot us a rating if you can if you're not on apple itunes hit us up shoot us a message on at uk so podcast hit me up a brother so hit us up uh on our uh little twitter handle yeah. just tell us what you think so i can get a feel for how mad i should be over this 2.7 maybe, maybe yeah. we'll read them and you know if they're good bad whatever maybe we'll read them and Shout out or something? Maybe we can get on Jimmy Kimmel and read angry UK So Podcast tweets. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be funny. (laughs) We have a whole little segment dedicated to shout outs of people who did, didn't like the show, something along that line. Maybe, maybe, you know, give, give people... Because I don't don't know if you were on the show at that time, uh, Lens, before. While I was doing that on Tumblr, like when we were having uh, asks sent to us on Tumblr, mostly this was when we were doing uh, Holly Elk's podcast. I used to read through those asks or answer those asks uh, on the show. So I liked that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but at the end of the day, I always remember you ain't worried about the you know whatever you know you want you want you care you know you get your ratings up, but you always want to know at the end of the day you just enjoy doing what you're doing. Exactly, that's what counts. Yes, and I love the show. I just want to get a sense of what people oh, listen yeah. to the show actually 
feels. Oh, yeah. I don't feel like uh, when we did Hollyoaks podcast, when we started, I think we did a lot more things to engage the people that listen. Over the years, I think I've done less and less of that and just kind of been focused on bringing us a quality uh, show every month. So, but those, boy, when I saw those, all my, I don't care about ratings, ratings don't even matter. I was like, what the fuck? Real there, brother, Castle Dale, son, son. Yeah, let us know how you really feel, (laughs) y'all. All right, so enough of my ranting about ratings. We are going to dip into Coronation Street. And it was a good week last week. Uh, Mm. Let's see here. Miss Lens, let's start with you ladies first. Give us your first what's the hell from Coronation Street. So, as you guys know, I do not watch the show. I watch what Jay tells me to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's keep it real. You, You do watch the show. We both watched the show. We just have been uh, on strike from the show since Ian took yes. over. <laughs> until, until Ian McLeod is gone, this show is completely off limits to me unless I'm told by Jay to watch a particular episode. <laughs> or, uh, so I don't know how this whole uh, me and Daniel thing came to play, but at, I know she's leaving next year and everything, and I know this whole them having feelings for each other thing isn't going to last very long. Daniel and Bethany's kiss as soon as uh, uh, Sinead kicks him out of her Christmas was a little bit stupid. (laughs) I was just like, dude, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Tashi learned nothing. Dating older men gets you nothing but heartache and misery. Come on, man. <laughs> How'd you feel about Ken catching him so quick? <laughs> that took well, he didn't look happy. <laughs> does he ever? He didn't look happy. Yeah, he didn't look happy at all, boy. When does he ever look happy? <laughs> That's, exactly. true. That's true. You gotta give that dude props. Even, even with 60 years. His... <laughs> Yes, like, I don't think I've ever seen him happy since that. Well, I mean, back when Deidre was still alive, he showed up happy every once in a while, yeah. but <laughs> but for the most part, I don't think I've ever seen him happy, and when he does, or when Daniel or Adam does, or, or Peter, or, you know, any of them do anything stupid, he always looks angry, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What'd you think of the kiss? Uh, shame. Uh, my main thing was, I mean, I think it, like, I think I did it as far as how they explained it. It was like in a, I don't know how you explain it, a moment of weakness or a moment of trying to that get comfortable. moment of Yeah. Weakness. Yeah. And I, I don't really think it was more of this, like, he loves Bethany. I think it was more of like, uh, in his grief, he was trying to find some way to, feel normal again, I guess. Right. I don't know how to explain it. But, well, that's uh, what he said. Yeah. But, uh, um, cause the fact of the matter is everybody handles, I'm not saying he did the right thing, but everybody handles grief differently. The thing I thought he did stupid was telling your dying wife. Come on down. <laughs> you, you know, I think that was dumb as hell. I mean, 
you know she's only got like a few days left to live or whatever the case may be, why the hell you got to bring that up? Jesus Christ. That is true. Yeah. That, was, that was pretty near the top of my list. Yeah, too. yeah, that was, yeah, that's just, that just didn't, I mean, I can understand if you, if she was well and you wanted to get something off your chest and y'all had years left to live, but. I mean, this one was fixing to die. Why leave her on her deathbed with this? Yes. You know, I've, I'm going to get to talking about in a minute, like Bethany's response and how that got forced out. But the part where Daniel had decided in his own head and was telling Ken, like, I got to I'm tell her. I was just like, motherfucker, how selfish can you be? Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, it didn't make no sense. Even Ken, even Ken had enough yeah, sense. Even Ken. Said, don't tell her. This man in the yeah. flipping village is just like, yeah, you don't tell her that shit. I exactly. don't. <laughs> yeah, he was bugging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think Daniel and Bethany could actually make an interesting couple, but... Again, because well, I, we know that Bethany's leaving, like yeah, it's a waste yeah, it of last. time. Right? Know? Why build a, Why build a relationship if she's leaving in a year? Exactly. That's kind of that's kind of pointless. I actually thought it was smart of Corey to pair them because keep it real, she's like a a, a Sinead bot. Like she looks almost exactly yeah. like Sinead. Yeah. So I felt like there could have been a lot to explore about why Daniel was attracted to her. And I mean, they could still do this before Bethany leaves. And, you know, the resemblance between, you know, Sinead and her, I think that's good. And both of them are British Soap Award winners. So obviously pairing two of the people that have gotten your soap awarded for the quality of their acting was smart. But Bethany's mm-hmm. leaving, so what's the point? Like, okay, yeah. so they're going to have this quick relationship and then she's going to be gone. So why? For what reason? I mean, there's no point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. That was a good one, baby girl. What's your other uh, what the hell for Corey? Uh, I really, really want David to get his head out of his ass and quit having an attitude with everybody he comes in contact with in prison after his little ordeal with the prison riot. Huh? Actually, that entire thing. I am too. confused by that, that what the hell. You know David. Yeah. You know he's a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> what you talking I about? What a little bitch, but this little bitch ass is going to get himself more jail time if he oh. keeps being a bitch ass to everybody that he's that's trying to help him. You mean the popos? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and Emma, I'm sorry, he's a little bitch too. Gotcha. But, I'm still wondering who stabbed you. Like, he could easily get out of jail in time for Guy Fox Day. Right. And, uh, <laughs> oh, pardon me, Bonfire Night, the day, you know, Guy Fox tried blowing up Parliament. But. <laughs> I know a lot, but I mean, like, there is no way in fuck if he keeps treating the police like this and not telling the truth and keeping his, you know, mouth zipped shut, especially about the video. Whoever got the video out managed to get a video of him walking out after Josh was bleeding and about ready to go into a coma was stupid yeah. <laughs> or was 
actually smart either way, kind of, depending on which way you go with it. But David really needs to cooperate with people, or there's no way he's going to get, you know, his sentence done, or get out on parole, or whatever the fuck is going on. Yep, I agree. <laughs> I'm on your side. I was not with you at first. What's your explanation? 100% agree with you. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So, Shane, before you give your response to that, like, I can't remember. Did you start watching Corey before or after David got raped? Like, did you see his rape storyline? I was no. That was I, I got I got in after. I didn't start watching Corey honestly till right. Bef- it's been recent. It was right before the uh, uh, Imran sister got in the factory. Oh, killed. okay. So oh, yeah, so I'm so I'm real dude. The cloud yeah, oh, you no. poor guy. Yeah. You missed all the good shit. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I wasn't in during the good writer. <laughs> Yeah. yeah okay yeah so that guy the actors are the same that guy was on the show back in the day he came on the show i think it's like some uh gym guy who was like like a trainer and helping people box and other kind of shit and it actually seemed cool between him like he was just you know just nice guy but the press had released that they were going to make him a rapist so like once he appeared on the show like we all knew he was going to be a rapist and then it was just like weird it was just like why because the guy was nice like he was really nice he was gelling with everybody but it was just like this guy's gonna rape somebody why are they doing this and then they revealed that it was gonna be david so like every time he was in the scene with david we were all watching (laughs) waiting for it And so what happened was like they were out, um, it was the middle of the day, they just like got together, uh, went for uh, a drink in the middle of the day. I think David was having some issues with Ashona and he was having some uh, problems with his brother. And so him and uh, Josh were just out having a drink and he was talking to Josh about what was going on. And it was like, it started off real nice, like they were just out at the bar and he was just talking about, you know, I'm having some problems with my girl, you know, I miss my brother, my brother's not around anymore, and, you know, it just kind of seems like, you know, I don't have any real friends to kind of chill with or whatever, whatever. And so then Josh was kind of like, yeah, that's kind of messed up, but, you know, hey, you know, we just met, we can be cool, whatever, whatever, so all good. And David's, you know, kind of feeling good about it, and I think he, like, takes off, goes take a leak or whatever, and then Josh puts some shit in his drink and i was like oh really uh, really bro uh, this is what we're, like you got this dude like telling you about his brother his girl and like you're acting all supportive you're fucking gonna drug him and so yeah then, that's pretty low level it, it was it was trash and so then afterwards like he david just thought he was drunk and the guy's like let's go back to my place and then you know like david's like damn near blackout by this point and then josh is like don't sleep. when they get to this place don't sleep on a couch come sleep in in my bed and so the last scene that Corey shows is like him uh walking david into his room and david just kind of falls out on the bed and then they show like josh closing the door behind him and that's how the episode uh-huh. ends and then the episode that follows david wakes up he starts to realize what happened i don't think josh was there i think josh had left and so david's realizing what happened but he just like goes home takes a shower avoids josh but then i think eventually when josh comes around josh is acting all normal and david's looking at him like the fuck did you do to me Right. Yeah. And Josh played it off like, no, you wanted this. And he's like, no, this is not what the fuck happened. And so the frustrating thing that Coronation Street did is eventually 
and this is a problem on British soaps with rape victims. They have a character that's raped, and then they have the character that's raped go to jail while the rapist goes free. So this is what they did with Josh. Like David, like because he wasn't he wasn't telling people that he was raped. It was just him and Josh. Josh was acting like he wanted it and was acting like you shouldn't be talking about this if you aren't cool with it and you don't want people to know. So. David was really angry, but instead of expressing that anger by admitting what happened, he was, like, fighting people. So I think what got him to jail, I can't remember who he beat up. Was it Gary? Did he beat Gary's ass? I think it was Gary, okay. yeah. He beat Gary's ass, and then... That ain't too bad. I don't know, right? <laughs> but Gary <laughs> yeah, was nice but, back but, then. Gary done changed. Nice guy then. <laughs> yeah, he was dating, he was dating uh, David's sister at the time, him and Sarah. Oh, and Sarah, so I can't yeah. remember why he got pissed off at Gary, but he beat David's ass. Cops got involved. He ended up going to jail for for a little bit, then got out, and then they did a trial. And Gary really wasn't trying to get him to go to jail, but, you know, prosecutor's going to do what prosecutor's going to do. And then he ended up going to jail for a little bit. And the whole time, he is not telling people the issue is he was raped and he's acting out. He was just uh. feeling like they had him saying, well, I know I did the crimes. So I'm going to do the time. Meanwhile, his rapist yeah. is out there. Like he saw Josh after Josh raped him, like hanging around with, I think like, uh, Max definitely didn't say shit when old dude was hanging around Max. Um, I think he was hanging around somebody else's little boy. Uh, no, Chesney. I think Chesney. He was hanging around Chesney. And so Josh was trying to uh, get close to Chesney. And, like, David freaked out. Like, don't be hanging with Josh. But he wouldn't tell Chesney why he shouldn't be hanging with Josh. And so they really made David look bad in the situation, in my opinion. Yeah. But you still could feel for him. Because you could tell he couldn't fucking process what had happened, right? So, and they really didn't end it well. Like, Josh never went to jail for what he did. Eventually, David did tell the police. But because it had been, like, months at this time, there was really no evidence the police couldn't hold Josh. So eventually, uh, David saw Josh in the street one time and was just like, you're going to have to live what you did with what you did. You know what it was. I know what it was. You're dead to me. I'm done with you. Fuck you and walked off. Like, that's kind of where it ended. And normally, I don't like that kind of shit because I, like, I feel like rapists need to go to jail. But the way Corey oh, yeah. handled it, I felt like, that was a solid way for David to acknowledge what happened. And I was trying to ease up on my thought that, you know, you always got to tell the cops. Because I think that's around the time of, like, Christine Blasey Ford shit and that shit wasn't working. So I was like, okay, I understand why some motherfuckers ain't trying to report because it doesn't always go your way. So I was like, okay, cool. It's great. So now, knowing all that history, when I see this motherfucker back in prison with David, I'm like, kill him, stab him, fuck him up. <laughs> Because, like, dude got away with it, and then he just keeps raping people. And he's still right. not admitting it. So I was just like, fuck him, kill him. <laughs> like, I was ready for it to happen. But, uh, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what Corey's doing. Like, it seems like, okay, so David looks like he might have stabbed him, but possibly didn't. So now Corey's going to vilify him again and have him have to deal with the law. I don't think. I don't it think. would be the first time they've vilified David, though. Right? That seems to be his thing. He, yeah. he gets doing something that he didn't do, yeah. doing something random, or like on a video, or, you know. 
I'm just concerned the they're gonna keep like they're gonna keep abusing this rape victim, right? Because like I just don't understand how that's helpful to anybody for them to keep um, messing with a guy who's already experienced trauma. And like for people that are watching that are raped, like what that have been yeah. raped, like what are they getting out of seeing him tortured over and over again? You know, that's 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 the weirdness that I feel in this. Yeah. I don't think he stabbed him. I think somebody else did. He, I, I don't know if he knows. He probably does know who did it, but he's not going to say. Yeah, which is going to lead him being in jail for longer. Yeah, right, exactly. He will not cooperate with the police. Yeah, well, he's probably happy he is dead. He probably don't have no problem with that. Yeah, he probably don't have no problem with that. He just, uh, he. I don't think he was the one that did it because, like he said, hell, I got a week to go. I'm getting out of here. You know, I'm going to be back with my family. So I haven't watched this week. Have they killed him off or is he still comatose right now? He's comatose right now. Okay, cool. Yeah, he isn't dead yet. I keep saying dead, but he ain't dead yet. He is in a coma. So whether he comes out of the situation, right? Yeah, he might come out of it and actually tell that David didn't do it, or he may even come out and accuse David of doing it. What you say there, Lens? I was like, I, I honestly think it was the dark-haired dude that was with him who yeah, gave yeah. him the stuff. Because in, in the story, you know, like they're bonding, you know, being cellmates because he said that his sister was raped. And so he hates rapists because his sister had went through that, right? So I'm not mad at it. If it was his own boy, and I hope he gets away with it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, but if he gets away with it, David doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. I want everybody to get away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like, like, either way, it's a lose lose. If if one of them gets away with it, the other one doesn't. If I was like, the cops, if I was the cops in this situation, I'd just say, "Hey, look, we don't know who did it. He's a victim right. of a prison riot. Exactly. Ain't we can do about it. That's all I do. No charges because you can't prove it anyway." The hell this is a soap opera. We don't have to make a statement by charging David or the guy whose sister was raped with it. Why? Like, I'm thinking, like, what is the message the soap is trying to send? Like, rapists shouldn't be punished? Because, I mean, right. it already let Josh get away with raping David and being weird to other men on the street. It actually had, the show actually had another guy on the show meet David who was also raped by Josh, but didn't tell the police. So to, to show that, you know, Josh has a pattern of doing this, right? So, like, if Coronation Street is just going to keep letting the rapist go and leaving the message out there that the rapist, the serial rapist shouldn't be punished, I don't get who that's helping, <laughs> right? Yeah. That we're going to need a helpline message. If the decisions that Coronation Street made to continue to let a serial rapist go free are affecting you, please call. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. We're going to have to have a Coronation hotline. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> that's a mess. All right. Ms. Shane, let's go to you. What did Coronation Street do to make you say, what the hell? Well, the first one I already gave was a Daniel telling her about the kids. Mm-hmm. And the other one I got to ask, those people at the end when she was dying, was that her real mom? Yes. So that was her real well, mom bitch, and her grandma. This, well, my what the hell is, this bitch shows up with damn days she's going to die. <laughs> hey, but I ain't seen these motherfuckers at all. I mean, they ain't been around for goddamn, I don't know how long. I've been watching the whole, I've been watching for a little while now, and I ain't never seen them. Yes, and all I of a know. sudden, when she's on her deathbed, laying in her deathbed, they stand there grieving, crying, holding so, one another. I'm like, where the hell you been? So this is the sick. thing. 
I heard the people on Conversation Street talking about this months ago, like when Sinead got her diagnosis. They were like, are they going to bring back Mama and Grandmama? Because, like, yeah, the thing, which does. <laughs> they, they aren't regulars on the show, so right. I don't know why they decided to... Like, they could have at least been on for a couple of weeks. Like, I don't know why they waited yeah. till the day. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I mean, it's weird. like the deathbed scene. I'm like, God damn, where the hell these folks come from? I'm like, who's these ass people? And I'm like, then I finally put two and two together. I'm like, hell, that's her mama and her grandmama. What the hell? I'm like, damn, I hope when I'm dying, I hope somebody shows up. <laughs> Oh, that last minute. I mean, I don't want a whole room full, but at least show up at the end, damn. Or at least for, for at least for the last five minutes before I kick out. I couldn't. It was, <laughs> it was yeah, it was ridiculous. Yes. That Did you notice my... that too, Lens? Yeah. Actually, I didn't get to see that bit. Okay. I think I fell asleep. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> we we know Sinead's mama. She's a old girl's mama yeah. from Hollyoaks. Yeah. So oh, okay. she popped up. Yeah, the, the lady who played Sinead's mom was also on Hollyoaks, which Ian McLeod used to produce. Um, she played yep. the mother for one of the characters there. So we recognized her immediately. And they have the same actress playing a mama and grandmama that played them before. I can't remember. They were on for like, I think a wedding. I think maybe Daniel and Sinead's wedding. They were on for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think they were oh, on okay. for a hot minute during yeah. their wedding. And then they were gone again. Yeah. Well, I watched so. the wedding, so I must have missed that by about a mile because I did see the wedding. Yeah. Uh, where when they got married and then she found out she had that on the back of her neck when Beth found it. But uh, but I think there were but, two weddings. They did a fake wedding too. Okay, I, I missed that one. I think this may have been during Kate Oates' run. And that's when oh, the mama okay. and the grandmama came on. Because they did like a, a non... The soaps were doing this thing with non-weddings. So they did a non-wedding first. <laughs> and that's when yes, mama and grandmama came little, in. They did a cute little... It was cute. Yes. And then, because yeah. I listened to Conversation Street, I know they did a real wedding, but that was during Ian's run. So I don't think, I don't know if mom, I don't think, maybe mom and ogre or whatever for that, but I don't remember that. I, don't I listen to that, that too. Yeah. I like him. Michael and Jimma, I think is her exactly. name. Yeah, I listen. Yeah, awesome. yeah, I listen. yeah, I like that, man. I listen to that. As a matter of fact, I was listening to him today, matter of fact. Yeah, that's how I keep up with the show since I don't watch regularly. And every now and then when they get the storylines that I know I want to watch, I'll watch those episodes. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, that was and ridiculous. Shame. Tell me to watch them. And yeah, then I just... watch them and wonder why he's so shady in some of his storylines and some awesome and some others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was it was ridiculous when they came in. Yeah, they they should have been there long before <laughs> before they had. But I guess Corey wasn't trying to throw them that money. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's probably what it boiled down to. We got a budget here. <laughs> We've already had to have a Christmas party. Damn it! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Tracy please. had to bake a cake. That cost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> How many times did Tracy have to bake a cake? <laughs> All right, y'all. So I'm going to jump to my scenes of the week. Now, my my, my what the hells, I'm going to jump to my what the hells, but I'm actually going to go back a couple weeks because uh, to those of you guys who are listening behind the scenes, we're kind of going to do this before, but then I kind of cut <laughs> it last episode and we're kind of doing a re-record to get in some of the things uh, we missed last time. So um, I'm, we're going to rewind a couple weeks. Uh, my first what the hell involves Paul. So mm-hmm. Paul is currently in a storyline where it looks like he was sexually abused by his mother's current boyfriend, right? So yeah. my what the hell surrounding that is 
Paul's reaction to the concern that Billy, Sean, and Jenny all expressed about his behavior. Because basically what we're seeing from Paul now is what we saw with David back after he was raped by uh, Josh and was just like negatively reacting and strongly reacting to people and they didn't understand what was happening. Like Paul's doing that same thing. He's just lashing out at people that are reaching out to him for support, you know, to try to see if he's okay. And they don't understand it's the sexual abuse. And it's just, uh, it's just, ah, uh, it feels yeah. uncomfortable, you know? So, yeah, it's annoying as hell. Yeah, I wish he'd just tell Billy, you know, get Billy to help him or whatever, but he yeah. don't want no help from nobody. Yeah, and that's, and that's just tough. Like, I understand why they're doing it, and I understand how that's a real thing that happens, but it's just real tough to watch. So I'm just like, come on, Pop, just tell the truth and put the anger where it needs to be on the person that yeah. abused you. Yeah, brother, right? Yes. Okay. He's the, he's the one that's been dating Billy on and off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing him once a little while back in the episode mm -hmm. you told me to watch. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we'll, we'll get there. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> but he, he, he's excellent. Yeah, I think I think one of the episodes I had you watch was the one where he broke down, right? Yeah. With Billy. Yeah. That that's inching mm -hmm. in the right direction. But like. Even when he like breaks it down in one episode, then the next episode he's like pushing Billy away. I'm just not feeling that. But whew, yeah, so I guess since you saw a little bit of that, what was your first impression of Paul Booth since that's your first time seeing him? Oh, um, you know, I think that his character could develop a bit better. Mm -hmm. But with what I've seen so far, all I've seen him do was fight with people, right. like fight with Gemma in front of the kebab shop, fight with Billy, like, with, I'm just like, no, no, not yet, maybe it'll get better, mm -hmm. but, you know, like that breakdown scene there, or the breakdown stuff, that was really good, mm -hmm. but, you know, for a majority of it, all I've seen Paul do is fight with people, and Gemma won't have anything to do with him, mm -hmm. and it's just like, but see where it goes. Maybe maybe he'll get better. But with Ian McLeod behind him, he's probably not. Uh now, understanding the way he's reaction in comparison to David, who went through something similar, does all his fighting stuff make sense a little bit better now in context? Yeah. Yes. Now, now that I know exactly what was going on, because I didn't know any of that, yeah. you know, now it makes a little bit more sense, but I think his character could still have a little bit more character growth and character development than what I've seen. Yes. So maybe I'll go back and watch a little bit more or something and maybe, you know, pretend it's not Ian McLeod. <laughs> but... <laughs> but well, I, I've seen him before all this went down. And um, actually, I like him as far as an actor goes. Agreed. Um, there, there's a few scenes. Uh, one scene in particular was when uh, Gemma and his mama was first coming back to town. She hadn't even showed up yet. They were and uh, Gemma was going to go live with her. And there's a scene where he's sitting on a park bench talking to her, and it was really well done. I, I think he's a pretty good actor as far as that goes. You know, I don't know what's going to develop with this. Mm -hmm. 
But as far as I, I like the guy, as far as an actor, he's pretty good. Agreed. Yeah, I saw him. The first scene that I watched was him and Billy meeting, and I immediately liked him. I was like, "Oh, this dude is good, right?" And when it comes to gay characters, like the depictions of them could vary, right? Like a lot of people hate on Sean. I like Sean. I think Sean's good, and I wish they fucking pair. Him. Yeah, I like I like Sean. Yeah, and I wish they pair him with someone so he can have an excellent storyline again. I mean, that uh. motherfucker got a British Soap Award for uh, Coronation Street for Best Actor because of his original story. I think back in the day with Marcus and Affair stuff, and you know he's excellent. And I feel like that's an untapped resource, right? But yeah, I think he's a really good actor. I think Paul. His introduction has been excellent, um, and he, the, the actor just, he, he's got everything. He's charismatic. He's excellent. Uh, I, can't, I can't say enough good about him. I, I've seen so many of these abuse of men storylines. I'm kind of fatigued with it, but I'm interested in seeing him come on the other side. But I feel like he's a capable actor, and he can re- do really good in this storyline. And I'm interested in him and David crossing paths and seeing what Coronation Street does with that. Because you've got yeah. two strong a- actors and two parallel storylines. And I, I have a feeling like if David and Paul have some conversations, which help C- Paul to understand what happened to him and, you know, help get his family away from that evil dude, like that'll be that'll be really powerful. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. And I thought I had more. I actually have one big other one. The second one that I have is one we already talked about, too. The same. Daniel wanted to come clean. That was stupid. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know what the hell that. But my other one. So we're going to talk about the black game now. So oh, yeah. let's talk That's about James. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about <laughs> James. Because another point in Conversation Street where I got off the podcast and watched myself is coronation street doing the starting the whole uh james's gay storyline so of course i'm a black gay man i'm interested in stories with black gay characters there are very few black gay characters on any soap although coronation street just like their second because they had uh, lloyd's daughter back in the day and i thought that yep. story was excellent they did a great job this story hmm, i put it in my what the hell because okay the way it starts is like coronation street beating you over the head with the fact that this dude's about to come out as gay. You got everybody in the family sitting in the living room, and then somebody's like, are you dating a girl, James? You're so secretive, James. Like, everybody, like it's just like getting you prepared for, oh, wow, this guy has a secret. He's not dating women. He's not talking about something. What could it be? We all know what it is because it's in the press, right? So it's just like, why are you starting the yeah, story loud like that? Right. And then when he finally comes out, like, you know, because, you know, he goes out with his dad and his brother and they're like, ooh, Bethany's high. Why don't you go hit on Bethany? And he's like, okay, I guess I'll go hit on Bethany. And then he does. And then she decides to go out with him, whatever, whatever. And then eventually he realizes that, you know, she's feeling him a lot more than he's going to feel her. So he's like, "Uh, sorry, sis. I'm gay, right? You can see my beard, though. I was like, okay, fine. (laughs) But then, Bethany, (laughs) who has gone through some things recently, and who I thought would be a lot more liberal and cool with it, is just like huffing and puffing and storming out. And I'm like, what? What what is she doing? And then he goes... He goes to the house to kind of talk to her and see how she's doing. And Miss Thing is all, 
How could you not be out and proud? Why aren't you wearing rainbow shirts? Why aren't you at the Pride Festival? I have friends that are proud. And I was just like, what is this bitch doing? Like, seriously? How'd she just go? The the privilege they wrote her with. The privilege of this white, straight girl to look in the face of this black gay man and tell him how he should be living his gay-ass life. I was just like, what the fuck are they doing with this right now? This is so out of character for Bethany and completely ridiculous. And I do appreciate... Go ahead, (laughs) John. Uh, the thing about it is, it's like you said, you know, you can't tell somebody else because you don't know until you walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. Right. You know, you know, you don't know what that guy's going through. And her just to come out and be like, well, aren't you guys? And like he said, and he made a good point that if he does come out like that, you know, it could affect his soccer, you know, and things yeah, like that. It could affect his football team and everything. And at the time, he was also thinking it could affect his family because this is a reality. You come out, right, and this, you know, we we hear a lot about black people being more homophobic than everybody else. I don't believe that. I believe that there is homophobia in all communities, right? But what is real is if you come out in a family that you're connected to, and immediately they kick your ass out because they can't deal with you being gay, then you got a bigger problem. Now you're homeless. Right. You know, and this is a reality for a lot of people. They get kicked out, they're homeless, they're on the street, they're tricking in order to uh, make money, they may be doing drugs, and next thing you know you got a dead ass gay. So that's reality, right? So somebody bitching about you should just be out and proud without thinking about all that context was absolutely ridiculous. And Corey quickly had her realize and say that, and they gave James some good words as well because he talked about how you don't know what it's like to be a black person and you don't know what it's like to be a footballer. And then they had Bethany, who all of a sudden was all-knowing and shit, immediately be like, when he was like, do you know what it's like to be a footballer? And then Bethany's like, I don't do football games. I was like, what? What? Like, this bitch is like, football? What's a foot? What's a ball? (laughs) Hold on, bitch. Two two seconds ago, you knew everything about gay pride and shit, but now all of a sudden, you don't know how to spell football? What is this? Like, I was just like, this is so poorly written. What is that? But my thing about this is, is they go through all of this, and then at the end of the whole thing, she's like, what if I pretend to be your girlfriend? Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. That don't help none either. The thing I think I did good is uh, is the reason why he don't. Uh, another good reason why he may not want to come out is we do know that his family's having financial difficulties. Mm-hmm. So if he does come out and affects the football, then it may affect his family's income and his family's well-being of being able to make money. Right. That's a, that's that's another thing they could go in that direction too if they decide to, because you know if he loses his spot on the team because of this. You know, they don't have that check coming in or, you know, potentially making good money at doing football. So, And I wonder what's going to happen with the father. Because I will say, this was also a scene of the week for me, and I'll just use that as my uh, sole scene of the week. I like the fact that, like, first of all, his brother, who kind of overheard what was going on with Bethany and uh, James, and had pretty much figured out that the dude was gay. He figured it out quickly and was cool with it. Like, I thought that was perfect. And then, Mama comes in the house after they've just had this conversation about it in the living room, 
and he reveals Mama knew too. I was like, yeah. What? <laughs> like, yeah. That's cool. And then the sister who's off screen, who we've never seen before, she also knows. So it's like the, everybody, the, the ladies of the family knew, which I think is awesome. So we don't have to yeah. deal with six years of let me come out to everybody. The brother who found out was cool, but the only person who doesn't know is dad so i don't know what Corey is gonna do with that but i I hope i don't make it i hope i don't make it too bad because i like his dad and i I didn't like the way it ended either because like again so after the whole thing where bethany's telling this brother who he's got to be and then she realizes that's wrong you need to be who you are and so it seems like everything's cool then how the last dinner with the family ends is with the mama basically demanding that the boy tell his dad he's gay like, no, you don't force someone out of the closet. You no. let him come out in his own time. So I thought that was just kind of a bad note to end things on. Um, but I still thought, I still gave a scene of the week because I thought everybody being cool was great. But just that end of it, I was like, mm, why y'all fucking up a good thing? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Y'all got any closing thoughts on James and all that mess? Uh, they haven't. I haven't uh, got any right now because they haven't really got back to it yet. I'm hoping right. they get back to that pretty soon. I mean, they've had a couple little scenes yeah, with him and Bethany talking, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping they get back to that. Yeah. What was your first impressions, Lindsay? I think that was your first time seeing all the black folks, the new black folks, right? Uh, yeah. I I didn't mind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of people on that few episodes thing I never saw before. Yes. So I was just like sitting there thinking, who the fuck are all these people screen? <laughs> like the only person I knew who it was was Gary and he was a little punk ass. You know, I kinda like this family mm-hmm. and I kinda hope they don't get into too much you know, much of anything, yeah. but you know, you know they get the into no so. that never happens. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like I, have so to, little bit of I have to differ from Shane. I like everybody except the dad. Like, it's something about the dad I'm not feeling. Like, he, he may come out not liking it. I don't know yet. Well, he reminds me a lot of. Uh, Baby girl, who is? What's the name of oh, Yasmin? I already know her name. Yasmin. He reminds me a lot of Yasmin because we used to say on the show like Yasmin. This is my girl Crystal who comes on the show every now and then. She was just like the the way Yasmin is playing. It's like I'm a Shakespearean actor on Coronation Street. Coronation Street is my stage, right? Like I get oh, that opening okay. vibe from I get him. You. <laughs> I get I get what you're saying there. Yeah, I can see yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He did not have the uh, working class vibe. His obsession, yeah. his obsession with reggae music kind of bugged me a little bit yeah. because he wouldn't play anything new. And I'm like, oh, my God, please stop. Play something good. Like, brother just didn't read working class to me. Like, he read, like, bougie brother pretending to be yeah. working class. And I'm like, what you doing? <laughs> so, but yeah. everybody else was cool. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's supposed to be Sanford and he's trying to play Othello. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. That is the perfect description. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not that he's a bad actor. It just he's weird. Like everybody else in the Sometimes film. Sometimes you can over. I think he may have been like a 
Shakespearean theater actor at some point. Yeah. Well, sometimes like, you can yes, open I think she was at one point, too, because yes. there's no way that that woman did not do some kind of theater of some kind before coming You're talking about Yasmin? Yeah. Yeah, agree. Yeah. yeah. And Shane just said the word you use a lot, boop. Overacting. You, you can oh, do yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. I say that a lot sometimes. If yeah. we just, you know, uh, this, and, and when you get into overacting, it's bad because it comes to the degree. It's almost I'd rather see underacting. Right. Because when you get it, when you get into overacting too bad, it's like you know they're acting. I mean, it's not. It doesn't look like a show anymore. It's, it's like you're watching somebody act. You know, it's not. They're, they're not the character. So it, it can be worse in a lot of ways. Totally agree. Yes. And uh, Liz, let's jump back on to you. What were your scenes of the week from uh, Corey? I liked the lead up to Sinead's death. I, I liked every, well, almost, almost everything. Not everything. There were some stupid bits that were mentioned. But I loved everyone's reactions to it. I loved the cute little Christmas party that they all had for him, even though Sinead takes Daniel out. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I still think Daniel's adorable. He may be an idiot at times, but I think he's an adorable little shit. He reminds me a lot of my brother. <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of him. Reminds me of my I, little brother. I don't so know hot. how to take that. <laughs> like, yeah. does your brother do? Does he be kissing on women he shouldn't be kissing? On? Oh no, no, I'm talking about looks wise. Oh, okay, they, the way they carry themselves and everything. Gotcha. Oh, Hair. He hasn't cheated or anything. Okay. That's cool. And his wife ain't dying. That's good. Yeah, I don't want you to be going through all that, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, like. I, 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 while I'm sad because throughout the show, Sinead was actually one of my favorite characters. Same. So seeing her die in such a painful way just kind of hurt my feels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had a little cry. I'm not going to lie. What I saw her was saying, like, these are, I want to spend my last hours here with you and Birdie. I burst out crying yeah. <laughs> I was just like fuck <laughs> I'm gonna I'm throw in a couple little light things I had to fast forward through that long ass bullshit she was doing where she was recording some kind of goodbye to the baby I couldn't yeah, I, was like, I, I, I didn't care I kind of didn't care about the video things yeah. for her there. I think I fell asleep through that to be yeah, honest it was too long but I like the way they did. I like the way they did the cut scenes with her going to sleep and coming out. Yes, that was yeah. good. That I think because I think it did a real good deal of being able to show you know that she's about to go or whatever. Right. But and you didn't know exactly when. At first, I thought they were going to have it where when it went black, it stayed black. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure well, if they were going to do that or not. It was going to see the light. Yeah. <laughs> the directing yeah. on those episodes was excellent. Yeah, I totally. Agree. Yeah, that was good. And I will say, I think it was the episode before <laughs> when she clowned Daniel <laughs> and pretty much badgered him into admitting what had happened between her and Be him and Bethany. 
I mean, him and, uh, yes, him and Bethany, it was perfection, right? Because yeah. she asked Beth to get her, her journal, and Beth was going to see about the baby, so she grabbed, like, the first little notebook around her and gave it to Sinead, and she... And uh, Sinead was like, this isn't for me. And, but Bethany was already gone and seeing about the baby. So you see, you know, uh, Sinead looking through the journal and looking through the journal. She's like, okay. And then the next scene, here comes here comes Daniel in all happy-go-lucky. Hey, baby, I got your ice cream. You bought some ice cream? He's like, no, nah, boy, sit your ass down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Story. It's you about a writer who falls in love with a journalist who's birthday. I was so like, true. I said, did old girl get an advanced copy of the episode where Kane <laughs> clowned Myra yeah. in the yeah. Like, they, she just broke it down. And Daniel's, they're like, what you talking about, baby? <laughs> I don't love that hoe. <laughs> I was like, it was so good and so I- powerful. I think the acting was just phenomenal between them th- them two when they were in the at the death scene. I'm glad it was just them three, and I like the way the death ended as far as her looking at him and Bertie, trying to kind of like giving her peace of mind that when she's gone, he'll the baby will be all right because he's got he's got Daniel, you know that kind of deal. I thought that was kind of cool the way that it ended with that, Agreed. you know. Yes, but uh, it was sad all the way around. I, I did. I burst into tears. If there's one thing that Ian McLeod knows how to do, it's how to write dead scenes. He's written a lot of good ones and a uh, lot of really bad ones. I'm usually, mad. I'm usually mad at Ian and his production, but that was an excellent week. I have to give it up. That yeah. is definitely the best week of Coronation Street I have seen under his tenure. So that was excellent. All right, y'all, let's go ahead on and get into East Enders. So, Miss Lynn, start us off. What did East Enders do to make you say, what in the hell? So, while I hated the character, the fact that they killed Hunter, not Ben, is not okay with me. Agreed. <laughs> they had this whole awesome thing planned where they had Hunter hold everyone hostage and all this nonsense and he shoots Ben and he almost dies and kills holding him like look shit he is and, <laughs> and like dude tell me a story and I'm just like fuck off <laughs> I'm, tell- I'm telling uh, Lexi a story about a little princess blah, blah, blah. I'm like dude no uh uh-uh. uh no, I'm not for it. I'm not for it. And then he, a whole, that, you know, I understand why they killed Hunter, because the fact he pulled a gun on a cop, but, yeah, yeah I was not for that. I loved the whole idea and everything, and I knew that Hunter was going to die because they fired him once, and they just brought him back for, I knew he, they just brought him back for a little stint. So I was just like, Oh, he's probably going to die. Was that the same hunter? Yeah. It's the oh, same okay. Kid. Oh, okay. I'm surprised they brought the same <laughs> one back. I probably didn't recast just to finish the storyline out. No, it's, it's no, the same he, guy. He wasn't and, gone for long, Shane. He was just off the show for like a month or two. 
Yeah, he was. Oh. It was only like a month and a half, two months. Mm. But they brought him back just to kill him, and I was just like, he could have just killed Ben, and we all would have been happy, and Callum would have had his little cry and went on with his life, and and he and Whitney would be friends rather than awkwardness. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, yep, yeah, okay. I'm kind of over, I'm kind of over Mel. I mean, I love the Mel and Sharon stuff, but I, I just don't like the character anymore. Now that, you know, everything is spiled downward for, it's just like, I'm just going to go crazy and be, you know, I'm going to blackmail you for everything you have, and you're going to give me a villa in, what was it, Barcelona or something, and like, Spain or Portugal. Portugal. That's it. I I could honestly care less and we all know Sharon will win. So. <laughs> well, maybe not. But <laughs> I don't mind the whole Mel and Sharon storyline, but I didn't speed it up a little. Yeah. Now, don't, don't get into this monotonous crap that you had on Coronation Street with Robert and Michelle doing the same thing every damn day when the episode turns around. Well, uh, don't worry about that happening on Easterns because they've already said when the story's going to blow up, it's going to be Christmas. So we're going to have to deal oh. with it till Christmas. Yeah. But, okay. All right. Shane, let's jump to you with What the Hills. What did Easterns do to make you say What the Hell? I got three small ones. One was I already mentioned Hunter's Death. Uh, the other one was Martin's turn. I did, that was kind of cool. His turn to the dark side, so to speak. Yes. And then the other one uh, is uh, it hasn't come into full development yet, but you're starting to see it start the beginnings of it. It's Holly finally starting to get it. She's st- yes. you know, yeah, she's really starting to figure out. Hey, you know, finding the hair on his laundry and stuff like that. Well, that was surprising to me. Like. Because, you know, she went to go help Habiba, and Habiba was just like, sis, like, you know he's cheating. He was supposed to be with me. I was meeting him. Like, you know this. How can you be so blind? Like, how can you look yourself in the mirror and know what you know? And then right. old girl got, like, straight angry and talking about, you don't know what I put up with yeah. things and I was like, okay, so you know but you're putting up with? I don't, I'm confused. But I was kind of surprised. I didn't expect that to happen. I thought she was just going to continue to be in denial, but. Yeah, you're starting to see her get it, though, because she brings home, he brings home some kind of picnic with chocolates, and he's trying to get her to eat them, and he don't, she don't even feel like eating them with him. She's, it's like she don't even want to be around him. Yeah. Almost. Except she's she starting. stays and eats. So I'm just right, like, well, I'm right. Like Habiba, what are you, what are you doing? What about your self-respect? So I think something's gonna cause her to snap soon. I think something's gonna have you know happen. I don't know exactly what, but something's gonna cause her to be like, okay, I've had enough of this shit. I mean, I feel like he, she gonna wait till he sleeps with one of her children. Like honestly, oh like, god. If you putting up with everything else, I mean, what? I I can't. <laughs> yeah, I get you. And what's the one you said in the middle? Because I, I well, Martin's turn. His yeah. turn to the dark side, you know, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was great. I don't like that they followed up him beating Ben's ass so good with 
making Ben get the upper hand on him again. Yeah. I thought that was yeah, a waste that... of time. Then why go through all the scenes of him beating the shit out of Ben, telling that motherfucker, we are, you're done, my family's coming home. Tell me you understand. Say it. Only right. to get him caught up in the next episode and leave him looking like a punk. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That was a dumb move. Yeah. They should have saved that for the last part when it was finally going to be over. Yes. Um, I'm going to say I didn't like uh, for what the hell's I didn't like Callum treating Stuart like shit. Yeah. Callum was all excited to keep doing this. Stuart was all excited to be Callum's uh, best man. Had his little book of ideas. Was ready to go. But Callum's just like I don't want you to be my best man and then ask Mick. Like, yeah. yeah, like of all the people in the world. He didn't even want to do it. And he didn't even, he didn't even want to do it. He's like, uh, okay, I guess if he ain't got nobody else, how about your brother, you know? Exactly. <laughs> your brother wants to do it. Let him do it. And he's yeah. excited about it. And Callum doing that thing was like, I just don't want you. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? It was, it was stupid. So, no one he'd have his back no matter what. Exactly. That's yeah. He should. He shouldn't do that. Exactly. And um, I also didn't like Kathy calling the cops on a brown person. Like, and this kind yeah, of, that like, was kind of screwy. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Bobby is just barely holding on to sanity. He has a good friend, which is helping him to, uh, you know, stay in touch with the uh, uh, Islam, right? And yes. he's just over for a damn visit. You see, that's also the one time and the first time in like almost a decade I liked Ian Beale because he walked up to Caddy and told her which way was what. And I was yeah, like, I was surprised he yeah. did that. He was, he was like, he was like, what the hell did you call him for? field I was I wouldn't expect that I figured he'd be on her side yeah and you know in the climate where brown people are getting killed for eating ice cream in their house or getting killed for just being in their house when uh when a officer comes into their home thinking it's their home so I gotta shoot to kill like it's just yeah, on a, a sep- look on a, a separate floor lady. exactly it's, it's, separate it's just not a good look for a white lady to be calling the cops on a brown person for no, no. no doggone reason. It was, yeah, it's just not good. <laughs> not a good look. Let's jump to scenes of the week. What were your scenes of the week from EastEnders, Miss Lance? Well, I already said my first one when Ian jumped down Kathy's throat for having Emron arrested. I... <laughs> I thought it was a well-done scene. I thought that, you know, actually, I thought that entire, you know, couple episodes stint was good. When he came through and and Max was like, I'm not opening a hostel for delinquent kids. And then he brings them, and, you know, he brings them to the house. And then Kathy's like, I'm going to go out for milk or something. And then the next thing you know, the police come in and and arrest him for 
burglary charges or something. I don't remember what it was right offhand. And, and then Ian giving his two cents. And I'm just like, yep. I hope that kid, like, gets out of jail or Kathy recants her statement or whatever the case may be because, you know, that kid is keeping Ben, you know, sane and clearly a therapist isn't helping. So. <laughs> Go ahead. My second one, because, you know, there's always the second one, is the I, I love Icarus and her girlfriend coming out to the grandparents. Mm -hmm. And while I didn't like her grandma's reaction to it, I kind of understand where she comes from because, you know, a lot of the time they come up with these arranged marriages. They want There's probably a shock for it. There's probably a shock for it, too. Shocked as fuck. You know, it, it's like her granddad seemed okay with it for the most part for what we know at the moment but her her grandman she she had that moment of oh so they want my chance at you know marrying you off to somebody you know good and awesome and all that stuff and I'm just like while I you know understand that you're shocked and stuff her reaction was just like pure okay that's fine and then she walked away like all indignant like and I was like it's a logical good you know representation of how she should feel because you know of what their religion and how they do things are but at the same time, it made Ikra feel bad, so bad that she had to move out of the house and everything. So, so you don't really know how she actually feels about it anymore since it's been, like, what, three weeks or so since she's moved out and they haven't said more than two words of, to each other since other than please stay. So this <laughs> is a spoiler for you, Lens, but... It's been revealed that she doesn't have a problem with the sexuality at all. The real okay. problem is she got mugged and now she's agoraphobic. Like she doesn't want to leave her house because yeah. of the mugging. And I thought that was a nice twist. Like that was something I didn't see coming. Uh -huh. And I forgot because there was a scene that they showed where we saw the mugging. Right. Do y'all do y'all remember watching that? Yeah, Wait, it, it, was a, it was it was at the tail up. end of one of those episodes. I think it was like around the time Bobby was coming to dinner. Is that right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So. But it was real quick. So they circled back to it, and I was like, oh, and I was glad because of everything that you're saying, Lens. Like, I know that's the the mindset, and I feel like with this story involving Islam, the show keeps pushing back against the stereotype. Like, Bobby isn't a terrorist. He's using the faith to get over what happened with him and his sister. And I feel like this could have been a story kind of like it was with Christian and Saeed back in the day, where it was all about yeah. uh, anti-Muslim, homophobic, well, uh, homophobic sentiment within the Muslim community, which I think we've already seen that, been there, done that. So I appreciate yeah. this kind of more accepting uh, view of it with the complication that Nola Real is she's scared to leave her house because she's scared to go outside after her mugging. Like I thought that was good and deepened her character and made her 
you know, into a stronger character because she was so accepting too. So, yeah, I thought that was cool how they did that little twist. Yeah, and Shane, you said you noticed the same, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was really, that was good. Yes. So I'm gonna go quick with mine. Ben getting shot was the best thing ever. <laughs> I was rooting for her. To, I was like, yeah, because I feel like Ben's been getting away with too much shit. So both seeing Ben shot, then seeing Martin beat his ass, so cathartic. And usually I like my gay people not getting bashed, but Ben's doing too much and he needs to be taken down a peg or two. So I appreciated Hunter taking him down with a bullet or two. It was great. <laughs> I also like that Hunter's rampage ended up getting Jay and Lola reunited finally. <laughs> that I, I have waited years for those two to be together. And the fact that Hunter's rampage brought them together. Brought them together in a great. bathroom above the bar. I also love this shift in Keegan. Like, I like how the, I hate that Gray is like encouraging him in this idea because now that I know he's a domestic abuser, I don't want him on the show at all. But I like Keegan moving forward with his business idea with his sandwiches. And I love how uh, Tiff and Habiba and even Jack are like really supportive, right? Because the path for everybody is a school. So I appreciate that Keegan is trying. Uh, did I say Habiba? I meant Ikra. Yeah. You're right, because um, because uh, uh, Ikra was the one that's uh, supportive and kind of helping him with this business, and now she's yeah, quit her so, job so, to be. Yeah, that was uh, their job. <laughs> and now she's quit her job to be, you know, his partner because Ian is dummy. I think that's great, and I think that's yeah. a way for to get him involved with characters he isn't normally involved with. And I like that it's just showing there's a different path for you other than school. I think that's very important to. Uh, to put out there. Um, I thought Bobby's spiral in the madness was excellent. And that shit where he was on the tracks and hallucinating Lucy and uh, that was good. good. Oh my God. Yeah, that was Callum. Callum came through on that. That was just a perfect pairing. And I thought that was an excellent way. They got two newer actors who don't have a lot of scenes together and really vibe. Like, that was a cool little friendship. That That's the only cool thing I think about Ben and Callum, Callum being together. It's not as it does. Yes. I mean, it can't be long-term because there is such a difference in the two. But it, but you got the one that's like, wants to be badass and the other one's mm-hmm. kind. Right. You know, two, two totally different opposite personalities. Exactly. Which eventually would clash. That's the only thing I could see it being a good storyline for. Yes. And it could be long-term if EastEnders stopped making Ben so evil. But, like, if unless the point is for Callum to find out and change him, I don't get it. But anyway, him and Bobby together, I thought was perfect. Um, mm. And I'm going to disagree with my girl. Well, actually, not really disagree because she said what I was thinking. I hated Mel plotting against Jack because Mel was plotting against Jack when Jack basically told her, listen, your son killed somebody. He needs to, you know, serve time for the crime. So let's get him on to the big house. Yeah. Right. That was she didn't I need to be that. That's she, fine. she didn't need to be coming at Jack after that because that was the right decision. But I love her getting the upper hand on Sharon. And it's oh. like 
Every time Sharon acts like she's some boss bitch, Mel's just like, I got you. Because, like, she's so stupid. Mel, because she's wise, figured out in, like, five seconds that Sharon and Keanu smashed and Sharon was pregnant with Keanu's baby. And she then, was just telling them by, by the way they were acting. Exactly. And then Mel let Sharon know that she knows. And uh, Sharon's just like, oh, all you got is your word. Holla at me when you get some evidence. So Bell slick ass goes and gets a copy of the pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Sharon, you so stupid. Why would you get for that idea? Yeah. <laughs> Dummy. So I love it because this is that need that story needs to move because it's been forever. We've known those two had sex. Keanu was in Phil's orbit. Keanu was with Phil's daughter. Sharon knows the truth. And it's just dragging out and dragging out and dragging out. So I like the male knows, and because of the way they disrespected her with regards to Hunter's funeral, she is using this to stick it to Sharon. And I think it's fabulous and moving the story along, and it's excellent. So I love Mel fucking with Sharon. I think that's great. Um, and last thing, Keegan and Tiffany are everything. This whole thing with Tiffany revealing that she was raped... Keegan revealing that he was a virgin and then those two developing relationship based on that and you know shocking the family with where they're wanting to take that relationship I think that's an excellent excellent story and the way that it's played out I think is a master class in how to develop a romantic story well, yeah. like what you're seeing with Keegan and Tiffany is what you're not seeing with Nate and Myra if we're supposed yeah. to see love between them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I like their relationship. It's going pretty good right now. I hope they don't screw it up anytime soon. Agreed. Totally agree. Yeah. All right. I forgot one. Can I say it since he didn't ahead, have baby. it? I loved the story with Beck. Man. Oh, yes. How am I forgetting that? That's been oh, good. I, I, yeah. I was just like sitting there thinking there's one I couldn't think of. Yeah. And then it just like popped into my head as we were talking that nobody brought it up. Bex tried to commit suicide. Yes. She failed committing suicide, but she tried because all the stuff that was going on was piling up on her. And the buildup went on for months. And nobody realized anything at the time up until she left her own damn party. She took a bunch of like, drugs and Stuart found her. But think well, about it like this. He like, found her, but like found her. No. the same way that we, you and I, because we saw this, see what Kate Oates is doing. I could tell, like, within these past two months, I was like, oh, Homegirl's about to go the way of Aiden mm-hmm. on Corey. Right, yeah, because we just saw this. Like the best storyline on Coronation Street in recent years was Aiden's suicide. Still, one of the best episodes of Corn of soap opera that I've seen in over a decade. British soap I've seen in a long time. Like so, so I could see that that's what they were doing with Bex, um, and it played out really well. And something that I thought was really interesting was how Lisa actually figured out what was going on. Yeah, that was good because I didn't realize her backstory. She has been through this, and she did try to warn Sonya, who kind of you know shoo shooed her, uh, you know, and uh, she was trying to tell her daughter to go check on old girl, and she wasn't trying to have it either. So Bex is up here suffering, 
and nobody is there for her, you know. And then you've got Sonya at the end of the episode finding her seemingly dead. I mean, uh, just powerful. EastEnders did an excellent job with that build-up. Yeah. And um, high. Good acting. Agreed. Good acting all the way around. But let's jump to Emmerdale. I don't remember which of y'all I started with last time, so I'll let whoever wants to go pick what y'all got for what the hell's. Uh, what a shocker, really, to me, but I'm glad it played out that this, uh, it looks like it appears that Andrea's daughter is, in fact, Graham's yeah! daughter. We had mentioned that on the last show, that we felt like that could possibly be the case. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out it is. And he's already said that he's not going to do nothing about it, but, uh, when he dies, he's going to leave her money and well, whatever they want to think. really see that it was the fact. They won't get a DNA test or anything. Baby, well, he, said he, he, he said he don't need yeah, one. Yeah, it's like we know. Yeah, we but know. <laughs> he told her, well, she asked if he was going to get one. And he said, no, I don't need one. He already, he said, I know. Yeah. He said, and like, just, I already know. <laughs> and he said, I'm going to leave her money. And he said, if anybody wants to, what they want to think after I'm dead, I don't care. You know, it don't matter then. But, um. That was a shocker. Liv's seizure was a shocker to me. I didn't see that one coming where she started having the seizure at the cafe. She played that really well, too. Yeah, didn't she? That was really well played. Mm-hmm. I thought she did a good job, and I didn't see that one coming. I didn't. I wasn't expecting that. And then another thing I wasn't expecting, because I actually thought he was going to get better, was Lee's death. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. Not that I'm not glad. Because I am. Because without Robert there, I didn't want him on the show because there wasn't no reason to have him on there. I don't need a damn another rapist running the damn streets. Agreed. And so I thought I, that he was going to be alive and being a rapist. And like we were just going to continue to get scenes over and over again for the next nine months of Lee and his damn mama in Victoria's face demanding yeah. the baby. And I'm glad yeah. that's like never going to happen. <laughs> they might have got rid of her mama too with that last scene with her. And they ran her off. I don't know if I, that might have been her last scene. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I'm ready for her to go. She yeah, me her. too. Me too. You played a rapist mom before, so. Agree. <laughs> what you got for yours, Lens? You're what the hell's. So, uh, yeah, anything having to do with uh, Callum slash uh, Lee's mom. I... I really don't particularly care for her just running in at random intervals saying my that baby's my family too and my son's Robert's gonna go down for this and I'm like don't get me wrong I want Robert to go down I want Robert to go to prison I don't want a stupid prison break I just but I just hate that she just comes on, says the same few things over and over again, Liv runs her out, and then she comes back again. <laughs> I, I don't like the it's act, a, yeah, it is, it's, it like is. The act that she keeps playing rapist sons. I want her to be a happy, wholesome mom for once. And then my second one is Rachel miraculously dying for no reason, and Jay ending up with Archie, who didn't talk for like 30 episodes. <laughs> it took video games to get oh, this poor child to yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah, I know he talked. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I never saw. I never knew his sister. Like, 
I, I have to admit, having Jay finally raise his child and, you know, get to know his child better is okay. But, and, you know, it's traumatic when your son walks in to see your, when, you know, the child of the woman who has raised you for seven years walks in to see their mother dead on the floor from a supposed heart problem. I did air quotes there, by the way. Uh, mm. I'm just like, for real? <laughs> it has a third tiny one, and it was that scene where Jacob and Priya are talking in the garden, and Priya says that... That shit was not tiny. <laughs> I was just like, um, dude, she was not hitting on you. She just did a reassuring leg squeeze and says, you will find somebody, and you took it the wrong way. As yeah. <laughs> yes, Jacob, every woman that smiles at you is not trying to sexually abuse you, boy. Calm down. Yeah. But I can see that being, I can, I can see that screwing, I can see that screwing, not everybody, but I can see that screwing some guys' minds up. If they were that atta- attached to somebody and went through all that, you know, every older person that came along, they might think if they went, you know, looked at them a certain way or touched them a certain way, you might think they were flirting with them. Yes, you mean if they were that gullible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which Jack is. Yeah. I ain't like black-ass Jessie quitting her job for no goddamn reason. Like, she ain't get fired. She ain't had no money. She was just yeah, concerned that, that fired, she though. was concerned that she might get fired. Black folks don't just quit their goddamn job because they concerned oh. that they get fired, especially when they ain't got no goddamn money and they got a family <laughs> to raise. I was like, what kind of bullshit is this? This heifer already got her two kids living in Marlon's house. She ain't asked permission to get them there. She's just pretty much like, they here. And then she, she acts like Marlon working a, running a vineyard over I'm there. Saying. Like, rolling, rolling in the money. I'm like, damn, girl, you quit your job. They got to live on all what just what Marlon makes. Exactly. And no consultation with him whatsoever i thought that was so inconsiderate so i was just like oh this trash ass half an hour why don't you leave and take your chair with you because that was, was trash <laughs> so yeah i hated that i also hated megan's exit you know i've loved megan from the minute one i was so sad and i did not see frank's death coming at all so and i hate that her exit was tied to it but i loved her giving what for to uh everybody who was uh, well charity <laughs> who had been like yeah, one of her biggest nemesis <laughs> for a long time so yeah but i thought her oh, exit yeah. was too there fast hatred of charity it was fabulous. <laughs> her exit was too fast. I didn't like her down in Frank for a little bit. and uh, But whatever. The queen's gone. Gotta deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, last one I will say. So uh, the rapist is dead. The rapist Lee is dead. And Robert is the prime suspect because he pretty much did it. And Aaron... <laughs> Pretty much. He knocked him out with a shovel. Aaron had the nerve to open up his mouth to say these words. Robert isn't a murderer. Uh, I don't know. What is it? <laughs> uh, what is it? What, 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 what were you saying, Lizzie? <laughs> like, it kind of is, though. Uh, how do you know that, baby? Why do you say that? Because 
when he first arrived on the show, uh-huh. he killed somebody. Yes, exactly. If you search YouTube right now and search the words Emmerdale Robert Kills, you will see an Emmer- uh, a video titled by the staff of Emmerdale that says, Robert Kills Katie. Everybody knows that Robert killed Katie. All the Emmerdale's writers know that Robert killed Katie. So the fact that somebody decided to let air Aaron say the words Robert is the murderer. No, I got that well. Robert is a murderer. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. Like, the motherfucker killed Katie. That's why I hate him. Like, he's trash. He's a murderer. And then he was emboldened by that so then he tried to kill patty aaron uh chaz then he threatened the life of leo like when he was an infant so i mean dude like he's trash so what are you doing here and stop (laughs) so yeah you know i'm gonna get so much flack for this because there are two characters that none of us really like all that much but i find it rather endearing and cute Ooh. I love Rona and Graham. Oh yeah, they're great. Agreed. Yeah, I like. I, I absolutely like. love them. I love their cute little chess matches and how Rona beat Graham that first time, and how they have these wee little conversations every so often, and how Rona and Graham are taking care of uh, uh, Trudy the horse or whatever the fuck the horse's name is together, and having you know cute little conversations and. I I just think they're cute, and I think they could develop a relationship that could keep him away from Kim, which is more than okay with me, to be honest, even though I kind of like, like I said before, I kind of like the jealousy feelings that he has toward her. <laughs> and yeah. Al, the but, only downside to Graham and Rona, of course, Graham I've liked from the beginning, you know, Rona I did like in the beginning until she did that shit where she hooked up with um, you know, messed up Patty and Marlon's relationship. And Marlon, yeah. But Graham is the first guy that I've liked her with since uh, Marlon initially. Because yes. I wasn't feeling her and Pete because she was doing too goddamn much. But the only downside is Graham's connection to Kim and him being yeah. like a little lap dog for Kim messing up his thing with Rona. And he should learn by now because he already let Kim mess up his relationship with Megan, which was good. Yeah. So yeah. he now he's letting the same shit happen with Rona. So I hope he hurries up and snaps too before he yeah. loses another good woman for no reason. Like I said, I uh, I didn't particularly like Rona with much of anybody except for Marlon. Gonna be honest. And then I saw them playing chess together by accident, and it was just like, yep. After after being locked in the vet together and having a nice little conversation about him and his ex-wife and the car accident and all that stuff and I'm just like oh you guys are so cute (laughs) we need we need an older couple on the show that could essentially work (laughs) yeah Bernice and her king are doing just fine thank you oh uh. They are a breath of fresh air, except now Bernice is leaving the show. What yeah, is that that's, what it, that's what oh, I was about to say. I heard she's leaving. My soul. Uh, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, but, but my second one is one I just watched recently because 
and I was going to put it as a what the hell, too, but I couldn't really, I, I, I really couldn't. I liked the whole thing where, and I know it's a stupid thing to like because it killed somebody, but I liked the fact that Rishi tried to bring himself up from, you know, killing his, or his, essentially did it by turning the alarm off on his own. So, with, between him, Amy, and Carrie, the, the factory has gone to shit. And, you know, they're building a fun park over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not okay with that. But, I'd rather have the chocolate. Build it. He tried to build himself up again. <laughs> I ain't gonna be about all that damn running around. I want some sweets. <laughs> I'm saying, if it's gonna be an adventure park, y'all better put some amusement park rides in that mug for me to go. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my favorite was uh, Jay Watson said, is there any way we can put PCs in there so they can play Fortnite? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But about I totally skipped that month. I would remember that line. That's me right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, just for ten minutes. Yeah, no. Tell Arthur thank you, but but we'll work out different things. <laughs> well, hey, you probably ain't gonna get no kids to go in there and do all that running around. They better stay at home. Exactly. They want to stay, stay at home and play Fortnite. They better put yeah. a bouncy castle in that bitch. Nerf <laughs> <laughs> guns. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, mean, like, I, I kind of like the Sharmas pretty much in all, which is kind of weird because I don't like any of them except for maybe Priya minutely. So, oh, please. Like, we love Rishi. What you talking? Except we don't like this version of Rishi. Yeah, I don't, I don't like this pussy version of Rishi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of bad, yeah. You know, I'm going to jump in real quick because this is this is something that I I wanted to talk about with EastEnders and it applies to Rishi as well. Like this whole thing where Rishi and Patrick have these new wives that are a mess and yeah. that are like yeah. messing up the dynamics of the family. I don't like that. And like the, on EastEnders, this whole thing where like Cherie says some shit that has a Denise thinking that, oh my God. Uh, we need to be concerned about Ted being with some murderous chick, right? And then Cherie's acting like, ooh, girl, why are you making it like this, this big thing? When she goddamn pretty much said her mama was a black widow, right? Yeah. What's the history of I've the niece? Heard, I've heard Ted ain't coming back. But what's the history it's of the not. niece? What is the history of the niece? Denise was married to a fucking serial killer. Yep. So everybody's in Denise's face acting like, oh, Denise, you're so illogical for thinking that someone could be involved with someone who is murdering people when everybody on that goddamn square knows that fucking Lucas was a serial killer. Yep. So really, it's shocking to everybody. It's shocking to everybody that Denise is worried that these motherfuckers may be with lethal women when she herself was with a serial killer who had her locked up on the square and nobody goddamn knew while this motherfucker going around killing this with a that one. I'm just like driving me crazy. And then Rishi getting with this dummy who can't manage money who keeps making him make decisions that fuck up the business to the point where he doesn't even have a business anymore. I, uh, 
it's, it's a, that he has to go to T Kim Tate for money. <laughs> that fucks up. That was good. And then he burns it down, essentially. <laughs> Thanks, Kira. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just like, and then he tries to build himself up again, and he's all happy again. He's our normal BC again for like, you know, he ain't two normal. weeks. No, he and ain't gonna be normal he, till he drops that woman. I love Bernice being mad at Diane for spending all her damn time with Victoria when girlfriend's yep. like, this is my fucking wedding and all you do it is whining about Victoria. Yeah, yeah, I get it. She was a soldier. She pregnant. Can you worry about a sister? I was not mad at her for that at all. Because I'm like, yep. that's her mom and she's getting married. And God damn it, Diane, can you let Victoria breathe and like see about your town? So I yeah. thought that was cool. Um, yeah. I also thought it was cool how Tracy initially just refused to accept that her dad stole any of that money from Sharma and Sharma. Everybody was in her face like, no, Tracy, he did it, he did it. And Tracy's like, fuck y'all, he didn't. Like, yeah, I like to be a gangster. Yes. I like all her breakdowns and how she literally attacked people because she was right. Yeah, and for me, it wasn't the breakdowns. It was just her being tough and not taking not believing that shit because she knew her dad and i actually jumped a month because i stopped watching when carrie and amy left town and then i fast forwarded to the part where they returned because i just wanted to see how that storyline went so apparently in that month that i stopped watching they somehow convinced tracy that he was guilty but then quickly she found out it was carrie and then she gave she blasted carrie's ass and i thought it was fat yeah, and, and, and i even thought off. that it was slick how you know they basically had tracy do something that was similar to what happened to frank so yep. Amy could kind of blackmail Tracy with, well, if you turn us in for my daddy, uh, if you don't, if, if you turn us in for what we did to your daddy, we'll turn you in for what you did to mom. Like, I thought that was all really well told. So that was yep. good. Um, I also love Kim besting Jay. Like, the fact that Kim has ownership in the company and now Jay has to answer to her, I think it's good. Because for all these years, Jay's been hoarding it over everybody. He's got all this money, blah, blah, blah. But because of his daddy's fuckery, now he's in debt to Kim. And I think that's going to be an interesting little thing. Yeah. Especially <laughs> since he's not getting... He's not getting any shit through on this thing. He yeah. keeps giving her ideas, and she keeps shooting him the fuck down like nobody does. That's good. He deserves <laughs> it. I'm glad for it. <laughs> and the <laughs> last one, I thought it was awesome that both Carrie and Pete were on to Nate and Myra. Like, yep. Nate and Myra, watching paint dry, they are boring as fuck. Don't nobody care about them sexing each other up down around the corner. The thing, just like with Mel finding out about Sharon and Keanu, Carrie and Pete being on to Nate and Myra, you could start to see the cracks in their supposedly loving relationship. Because they can't justify it, it's trash. Nate's just yeah. like, I can't, I can't help my feelings, I really love Myra. <laughs> You're like... Whatever, dude. You must have that. You just happy you got some open legs. But you're fucking everyone on the show, so why are you so in love with Myra? Why aren't you in love with Amy who's actually in love with you? Just get out of here. And then Nate like doing this thing where he's like in Pete's face acting like he's gonna kill Pete because Pete does not approve. Like wh why are you surprised? Do you really think people are just gonna be like, Yeah, destroy a marriage? 
Ain't nobody yeah. with any sense gonna be like co-signing that. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, it was a mess. But anyway, I like those two getting caught out. And I can't wait till Kane gets on to Nate and hurts <laughs> Nate. Because this shit with him coming after Pete, ain't nobody got time for that. I want him to get Nate's ass. <laughs> well, not get his ass, but beat his ass. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. Let's leave it there. So I, with that, I will say that I'm at Brother Soap. I'm at Lindsay Amanda. And I'm at DJ Sugar Shane. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, I'm going to say, because we're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where I made it. Good night, y'all. Bye.